You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this video, we're going to talk about Trump pastor Shane Vaughn's bizarre legal strategy to get Trump out of hot water after his 56th indictment or whatever we're up to now. Sherry Tenpenny, the magnetized key anti-vax lady, hilariously losing her medical license. What the hell took so long? Let's talk about some of the damage she did on her way out the door. Trump prophets absolutely refusing to accept that they were wrong about Trump being reinstated as president in 2021, despite the fact that the 2024 election is on the horizon. These people are shameless. First, let's talk about Shane Vaughn. So this is a guy named Shane Vaughn. I've talked about him a few times before. If you're unfamiliar, this is the first time you're hearing of him. He is what I like to call a Trump pastor. He built his congregation off of Donald Trump. They are a Trump church for all intents and purposes. Now, that's not all Shane Vaughn is. He's also a convicted felon. He went to jail. Shoot, uh, I think I have three mugshots of the guy. At least three mugshots. See if I can find him real quick. Throw him up on screen. Yeah, okay, so here's one mugshot. Here's a second mugshot. And here's a third mugshot. Bottom line with why he was charged with a crime in the first place. i just give you the 10-second version. He was running an insurance scam, a life insurance scam. He was taking out life insurance policies on people who entrusted him as part of his job with their social security numbers. He'd take out life insurance policy on older people, and he lists himself as a beneficiary, receives hundreds of thousands of dollars, boom, lands himself in jail. So, And that didn't, obviously, life insurance sales didn't work out for him as a profession, so he decided to go with Donald Trump pastor, of course. So anyway, he had some things to say about Donald Trump's indictments. I don't know how many we're at right now. Are we at number two, number three, number four, number five? I have no idea how many in we are at this point. But this is a reasonably new video, so this might tip you off to how far in we are. Give this a listen. This is from August 2023, I believe. Check this out. So by the time these appeals are filed, Donald Trump will be reelected president. Now, you already know that the Department of Justice has a long-standing policy. What is that policy? You do not um, prosecute a sitting president. No, that's not the policy. First of all, okay, so he's trying to come up with this creative way of getting Donald Trump out of the situation that he's in right now. Shane Vaughn is trying to come up with a a rational justification for why Trump is not to blame for any of this and he shouldn't end up in jail to his congregation. Because Shane Vaughn, if you didn't know, there's a whole video on my channel about this, my main channel, Owen Morgan Telltale. Shane Vaughn's whole theology is built around Donald Trump having a second term. And the fact that he didn't receive that second term literally, okay, I shouldn't say literally, completely breaks his theology. For lack of a better term, again, I go into the theology in great detail in the other video I did. It's called 
a new religion just appeared, I think, on my Owen Morgan channel. Yeah, a new religion just appeared. Trump is officially considered a messiah. I go I break the oop, I break the entire thing down, like his whole belief system beginning to end. I'm not going to bother here. Just give you a shorter version. Jesus was expected to return, right? As the son of man, the Messiah foretold in the Old Testament, where he's going to take political control of Israel and spark Armageddon into being. Well, what Shane Vaughn believes and teaches his congregation is that Donald Trump is the son of man stepping into that role for Jesus. They thought Jesus was going to come a second time, but actually Jesus already came. Now it's just Donald Trump's job to take political control of Israel, which in Shane Vaughn's opinion, he did because America is new Israel and he needs that second term to happen so that Trump can spark Armageddon. So that's the basic theology here. So he's going to do absolutely anything, whatever it takes to get Donald Trump out of hot water here to give him some legal arguments he can use and to justify the heinous shit that Donald Trump has done as the president of the United States and just as a human being. He's going to try to justify it to his congregation. So anyway, let's keep listening here. Prosecute a sitting president. I'm sorry. One more thing I wanted to mention. Just step back. Listen to this. Prosecute a sitting president. The Department of Justice is policy is not to prosecute a sitting president uh, sitting president that's wrong that's just incorrect completely there was some memo passed around in the executive branch in the bill clinton years in the 90s that was an opinion that in these people's opinion you shouldn't indict a sitting president that's completely different from prosecuting a sitting president if somebody enters office and they are already facing prosecution, there's no law that says anything about that. No memos, no suggestions, no nothing. You can continue on with that prosecution. The memo he's talking about, God, I wish I remembered where it came from. Uh, when this is edited, I'll say who wrote the memo right here if I, if I can find it. Anyway. The memo he's talking about says you can't indict a sitting president. And the reason is because there is a remedy for presidents who break the law for high crimes and misdemeanors. And that is impeachment. Doesn't say anything about them not being prosecuted for that. They're perfectly free to be prosecuted for whatever afterward for treason. You know, if I'm just tossing out an example here, if Trump turned out was he was feeding literally every piece of information that we have to god we're not at war with any major world powers right now if we were at war with russia and it turned out trump was feeding information troop movements and locations to vladimir putin while we were at war with them which we're not but just hypothetically that would be treason and donald trump would not only be impeached for that but he would also be hanged for treason that's right there in the constitution you're hanged for treason that's one of the death penalty that's one of the uh punishments for treason so anyway if this guy has no idea what he's talking about i just want to like lay the ground groundwork for that right now no clue what's happening around him and he's going to build everything he can around 
the faulty premises that he believes in. Okay, so he's already incorrect in saying you can't prosecute a sitting president. Yeah, you can actually. Guess what Donald Trump will be at that time? A sitting president. At which time all prosecution must cease. No, that completely false. Completely false. He's viewing it as though it's like as though the president is like a king or something. No, there's a, a jurisdictional difference here. New York, the state of New York, the state of Georgia and the state of Florida to my knowledge are all three charging Trump with crimes. Uh, Florida may not be in the mix, I'm not sure. And the federal government is also charging Trump with crimes. Now, if Donald Trump were to take the presidency, he could not pardon himself for any of this stuff. Even Nixon knew that. Widely considered to be the most corrupt president up to this point, up until Trump. That's why he resigned and had somebody else do it, which is, uh, you know, Gerald Ford, I think is his name. He... The next in line, he was his vice president. He pardoned Nixon because he said we needed to move on or whatever. Anyway, even Nixon, the previously most corrupt president, knew you can't pardon yourself. But you know what? For the sake of argument, even if he did pardon himself from federal crimes, he's going to have to deal with state crimes. He has no choice. The federal government has absolutely no jurisdiction in states. Alvin Bragg and Fannie Willis and all the other prosecutors on, on a state level can put him in state jail, and there is nothing that can stop it. Nothing anybody can do, except for the governors of those states. I mean, I'm just pointing out the cracks in the wall that this dude's trying to build for Donald Trump. Just ridiculous. If he actually took these ideas to court, he'd be laughed out of the courtroom. Please. These are simply set up for his congregation to understand how Donald Trump is going to take power and spark Armageddon into being. That's it. Or at least be put on hold. He will serve his second term as the prophet of God said he would. And that's all they need. He's going to spark Armageddon. That's the belief system in his, you know, his little world there. All they need is for Trump to get that second term and he will spark Armageddon and the rapture and everybody goes to heaven. Everyone who believed in Trump goes to heaven and everyone else goes to hell. I am not joking. You think I'm joking? Go watch that video on my channel. A new religion just appeared. Trump is officially considered a messiah. I am. Do you see me smiling? I'm dead serious right now. And then his protege will be the next president who will completely pardon him of all charges. His protege? I don't understand what he's talking about. Do you mean vice president? I don't understand. Like, none of this makes any sense at all. That's how this thing ends up. Sit back and watch. I mean, he's terribly wrong on every count. Literally, every step of the way is wrong. Everything that he just outlined for us is built on a faulty premise. But you know what? He's a Trump pastor. So what do you expect from him? He's not a nobody either, by the way. He's reasonably influential in the movement. He's got a pretty big church with a lot of donators. Well, back in, I think, June, June 16th, 2023, Shane Vaughn, I follow this dude's Telegram channel like a hawk. I don't know if you guys know Telegram. Yep, I have light mode. I apologize. I don't know how to change it to dark mode or I would. Anyways, 
this is Telegram. If you guys have ever used it, um, I only follow right-wing nutcases on here. That's like the whole point of having Telegram for me. I follow this dude on Telegram like all the time. It's really just got it. Some of the stuff he says is unglued from reality. Anyway, he released this video all the way back in June six on June sixteenth, twenty twenty three, as a another attempt to get Trump out of trouble. I, again, I'm not even sure which indictment he's dealing with here. Is this like the documents indictment? Is this number two, number three, number four? I I have no clue. But let's let's give it a listen. See what he has to say here. The, here is his explanation for why Trump should it doesn't have anything to worry about, and he's the prophet and all that. Is the United States president above the law? No, nobody is above the law. The answer may shock you. No, it wouldn't shock me. Nobody is above the law. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Let me explain. Please. The president is not a man. It's an institution. No, the presidency is an institution. The president, with a T, is a man. It's a guy. It's an office. It is a tangible thing. The office of the presidency, a tangible thing. Okay, tangible means you can touch it, you can feel it. You know, it's a physical object. What are you talking about? A tangible thing. What? No, it's not. Like in any way, shape, or form. No. The president is not above the law, and the presidency is not tangible. And that thing lives outside. I thought he was going to say in your mom, but okay. I was close. Of the person of a man or a woman. <clears throat> no, the presidency lives outside the person of a man or a woman. The president is a person. Men and women come in and out of that entity. Kind of like I did your mom last night, right? Boom! Got him! I swear I lined myself up perfectly for that one. I could not have hit that one more perfectly. Sorry, guys. All right, let's listen again. He asked for it by saying something like that, right? Women come in and out of that entity called the presidency. Yes, presidents, presidents come in and out of the presidency, the office of the presidency, the leader of the executive branch. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, president is not an institution. It's a person. Presidency is the institution. What is wrong with you? Contained within the presidency is the same power that is contained within the headship of the late Queen Elizabeth, the current King Charles. There is a reason that Her Majesty does not have to have a driver's license or a tag on her vehicle. Okay, I don't know if that's even true. Maybe it is. But guess what? Britain is a completely different system than America. Is this the first time you're hearing this? Where did you go to school, Shane? Are you kidding me? We left Great Britain. Or we left England because we didn't like the way that the government operated there. We didn't like the fact that there was a guy at the very top that made you know all the decisions, called all the shots. He could say or do 
whatever the hell he wanted, and there were no repercussions, no accountability, and there was no way to appeal. We didn't like that. So we fought a war, the Revolutionary War, for the right to create a government for the people and by the people in which nobody is above the law. Nobody. Not even the guy that leads the damn thing. That's the reason we have the system that we have in the first place. That's the founding principle upon which the United States was built. We don't want a king or a queen. Never did. That's why we're here. You poor fool. Like, how is he? You know what? I'm not going to be that guy. Not going to be the guy that's always bagging on people. I I don't insult. I don't insult. Let's just continue. I think Shane Vaughn is a perfectly nice person. In all seriousness, I think that the arguments that Shane comes up with are extremely intelligent and well thought out. And he kind of missed his calling as a lawyer, in my opinion. Seriously. He could be a really good lawyer. It's, it's like he's missing pieces of information, but if he had those pieces, he could come up with some wicked arguments. So yeah, I guess he didn't go for lawyer. I suppose he went for, you know, Fallon, stealing people's social security numbers and stuff, but okay. Have to have a driver's license or a tag on her vehicle because it is from her person we're talking about the Queen of England, right? Of course, Queen of England died. She's She was already dead when he made this. I don't know why he's talking about her. King Charles. We're talking about the king right now, okay? That the authority to grant such things comes from. So he's saying the authority to grant a driver's license comes from the King of England. So because he has the right to grant that to people... He has no need for it himself. That's absurd. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. If that's how England does it, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm going to call it out. That's stupid. You should still, I don't care if you have the right to grant a driver's license or tags or not. You should still have a driver's license. You should still be qualified to do the things that you do. You should be able to prove that you're qualified to do that by taking the driver's license test. Just like everybody else. We didn't want a system in the U.S. based upon a king or a queen. We didn't want a system where no one was above the law. That was the point. How did he miss this? Did he even go to grade school? I think I learned this in third grade. Comes from. Therefore, if she is the grand tour of a driver's license, giving you permission to drive on her roads... Okay, let's just assume they are her roads. She should still have to prove that she's qualified to drive on those rides uh, on those roads also. King Charles should also have to prove that he is capable of driving on those roads. I don't care. Now, I don't know if that's the case or not. I have no clue. I know nothing about the UK system or very little, a little bit. Not enough to know if Shane is completely full of it here. Somebody can fill me in later. But either way, I don't care. I don't care. We don't live in a system where a monarch controls everything. You know what system we live in? We live in a system where no one is above the law. At same permission. You're saying, she's saying, I'm sorry, he's saying she doesn't need that same permission, okay? But we're not Great Britain. That doesn't compare. Right. We're not Great Britain. That doesn't compare. Correct. Absolutely, it does. No. Because the queen 
now that they're a constitutional monarchy, is no longer vested in herself, but rather in the office of the monarchy. What the hell does he mean by that? I don't even understand what he's talking about right now. The queen, now that they are a constitutional monarchy, which is fairly recent, is no longer vested in, what was that? Is no longer vested in herself, but rather in the office of the monarchy. What the hell is he talking about? I don't understand. This makes no sense at all. Am I missing something? The presidency and the monarchy in many ways are just alike. No, no, they are not. And if you think they are, which you obviously do, you skipped a class in third grade, okay? And you've completely missed the point. It's just gone right over your head. The point of building the system that we have. Holy shit, dude. Really? This guy has absolutely no clue what is going on. None. Like I said, I'm not the kind to insult. This is an honest analysis. I don't like insulting people. So you know what? Let me put it to you this way. Shane is just a little bit undereducated on this subject. And if he had more education on it, it would be a lot scarier. Because the dude, of course, building off of faulty premises, builds some wicked, fascinating arguments. Contained within it, the monarchy, the presidency, lies the total power to execute laws. I guess, well, okay, I suppose in the strictest sense that's true, because... At the You know, the executive branch has the military. And I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but back in, uh, when was it? The 1850s, I think? Hang on, let me find out. I'm embarrassed I don't know this. Okay, 1831. I was close. Back in 1831, the U.S. government forcibly removed Native Americans from their homelands and relocated them. Relocated, quote-unquote. It's called the Trail of Tears. A lot of people died. It was a full-blown genocide. It's heavily downplayed in our history books, but it was a full-blown genocide that took place. Now, the Supreme Court at the time said it's unconstitutional for you to do this. It's wrong. You can't force people off their land like that. And the president at the time, Andrew Jackson, I believe, who was the president in 1831? Andrew Jackson. Yep, I was correct. The president, Andrew Jackson, being the leader of the executive branch and having complete control of the military, being the commander in chief, said, "Okay, if that's the decision you made as a Supreme Court, enforce it then. We live in a system that is built upon customs and traditions and norms. The Supreme Court is only followed or the rules that they come to is only followed by the executive branch through tradition and to maintain the system that we have and no other reason. So I guess in the strictest sense, Shane Vaughn is kind of right here. To execute laws. Now, a monarchy has much greater power to execute uh, many other things. But in the United States, the execution of all law, not the creation of law, but the execution thereof lies completely and firmly within the office of the presidency. No, that's completely incorrect. That's wrong. 
there's a, a jurisdictional problem that Shane is completely ignoring. Different jurisdictions, di different states, different cities, different municipalities, counties, whatever else, they have their own jurisdictions, and they can enforce, they can create and enforce their own laws. And the president, the executive branch of the federal government, has no place to come in and make any changes to that stuff. That's actually how it works. Like I said before, Donald Trump is going to have to face down those charges from Georgia and New York and wherever else he's going to be charged. Whether he's pardoned by anybody or not is irrelevant on a federal level. He's going to have to face down the charges on a state level because they have their own jurisdictions, period. And in the man or the woman that fills that office while they fill it, they are above the law. No, no, they are not. They are simply a part of the system. The presidency, in the strictest sense, enforces laws because they have the military. That's it. The president is still bound to those laws. Because anything else would be insanity. Well, anything else would be a constitutional crisis. That's the word he's looking for. He doesn't understand the words that he's using or the terms or he doesn't understand like the, the concepts that he's describing here. And he thinks they're novel to him. Like I said, this dude would be a scary good lawyer, in my opinion, because he comes up with some really fascinating arguments and ideas. If only they weren't built on faulty premises from the very start. You cannot put a man in a prison that he holds the key to. Well, see, that's the thing. Donald Trump doesn't hold the key to the prisons in the United States. The governors technically holds the keys to, the, to every prison within their jurisdiction. And in the federal government, that doesn't include them. The governors don't hold the keys to get themselves out of jail. And federally, the president holds the key to let anybody out of prison on a federal level, except for themselves. That was not outlined in the Constitution. That is not something that a president is allowed to do, according to the Constitution. They cannot pardon themselves. You know Trump's going to try it, though. Every prison in this nation is under the purview and the direct authority of, of their governors. The president of the United States of America. No. That's only federal. Completely ignoring the fact that state... Suddenly, this guy's a federalist. Some, suddenly, he wants a strong national government. Suddenly, he wants a strong federal government. You know why? Okay, this guy's a Republican, right? A, a Republican, deep red Republican Trump supporter, who believes that Donald Trump is the messiah. And suddenly, he wants a strong federal government and weak state governments... Even though his entire life has been spent arguing for states' rights and against federal government, he suddenly wants a federal government that's massive because he thinks Donald Trump is going to be in that office next, and he wants Trump to act as a dictator. He is hoping that Trump will act as a dictator, and he sees it in the stars. He thinks that's what's going to happen. Every law enforcement agency in this nation is beholden 
to the president of the United States of America. That's simply not how our system works. Again, he'd be a great lawyer. I am so glad that he is so misinformed that he is relegated to a little corner of maybe not quite mega church, but a Trump pastor anyways, instead of actually being involved in the system as a lawyer and actually causing real world damage. He's already doing damage in his own right, but yeah. And serve at his pleasure. That's why the power to classify and declassify documents lies solely within the presidency. Sure. I, I mean, I guess. I'm going to prove it to you even further. Please. A man that commits a crime, a high crime. A high crime and misdemeanor specifically outlined in the Constitution as a justification for removing the president from office. Which means a big crime or a misdemeanor. Me, I take it to mean a felony misdemeanor. Basically, it was outlining any crime, any crime at all. That's how I read it. Legal scholars may have a different take on it. I don't know. What happens to that person, you or me? We are charged with that crime. If we commit a high crime and a misdemeanor, where do we go? We, we get indicted, and then we get prosecuted, and then we go to jail if it's determined beyond a reasonable doubt that we did commit that crime. You guessed it. We go directly to jail. We don't pass go. We don't collect $200. We go to jail. Okay. What happens if a president commits a high crime or a misdemeanor? He's removed from office through the impeachment process, and then he's indicted for that crime if it's bad enough, or he can be indicted for that crime if it's bad enough once he's removed from office. And I mean, there's this tradition in U.S. history where we don't indict sitting presidents or we don't indict ex-presidents at all. And it's actually it's a good tradition. I kind of agree with it to some degree. I mean, it's an arguably it's an argue. It's something you could debate about something that you see in countries that are less developed or underdeveloped or, or just complete train wrecks. By and large, something you see is. When a president gets into office from the opposing party, he'll start he'll prosecute the previous president for something. And it, it's the start of a mess, basically. So I actually agree that it's a bad thing to prosecute former presidents. But Trump very clearly did some very, very wrong things here. Right. And it's 100 percent justified in this case. But now the fear is. If Trump gets back into office, which is, I think is unlikely, but if he did, or hell, if any Republican gets back into office, which will inevitably happen, there's a real distinct possibility that they are going to start prosecuting ex-presidents that they don't like. They're going to prosecute Obama or Biden or hell, Jimmy Carter, anybody, whoever. Because they don't like the fact that Trump was prosecuted for something that he did. Or Trump doesn't like the fact that he was. So he's going to make a point of making sure that other people are prosecuted or impeached or whatever other thing. It's the start of 
an escalation that rolls downhill really, really, really quickly. But like I said, nobody should be above the law. Nobody. Period. Does that same law apply to him? The con- it should. Constitution says no. The Constitution does not say the president is above the law. I don't know what he's talking about. What happens to him? We remove him from that power. And then we can optionally prosecute from a federal level. It's just like never happened. We've never gone through this process. We remove him from that office through a process called impeachment, which is basically an indictment, which means nothing. No, it's not basically an indictment. An impeachment means we've decided to, uh, well, I guess in some form it's kind of like an indictment. It's like we've decided that there's enough evidence here to go through a trial for this president, for this guy. Yes. So I guess in that you know, sense it's an indictment. But in the strictest, truest sense, it's not. Basically an indictment, which means nothing unless it is approved by the Senate. If- well, it means that he was impeached, but he's not removed from office unless the jurors, which are the senators, decide to remove him. You know, the impeachment process should honestly not be the Senate. Can you get a more biased set of people than that, honestly? And and to impeach somebody in the first place in the House, why the hell do we have the House do that? We shouldn't have the House doing that. If the president is impeached, he is not sent to jail. He's sent home. Yep, removed from office, where he can then be prosecuted further for what he did. Just assume for a second a president murders somebody, literally kills somebody, takes a knife, stabs him in the chest 32 times for no reason. There's no self-defense explanation, no nothing. Let's just pretend for a moment. That is a high crime or a misdemeanor. That's a high crime. It's a felony. Felony murder, right? First degree murder. Premeditated. He was sitting there lying in wait for this person to come in so that he could murder him. Just imagine with me for a second. He could be impeached by the House, and then the Senate would act as the jurors. The Supreme Court would act as the judges in the case to kind of keep order. The Senate would kick him out of office, remove him from office. And afterward, the federal government could prosecute him if they chose. They could indict and prosecute for first-degree murder. Impeachment and indictment are not mutually exclusive to my understanding. I've never heard that before in my life. Again, this guy would be a fantastic lawyer if he knew anything at all. Nerical says, shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue, you mean? Yeah, that's a better analogy. <laughs> I was trying to go way over the top and, and kind of leave Trump behind, but you know what? Trump said it for me. I don't even need to, so it's a good point. That means the presidency is above the law. No, no, it does not. He just doesn't understand how this works at all. Don't let people convince you otherwise. All you can do to a sitting president is to get them out of that office. And then prosecute, yes. Because while they're in that office, they are shielded from all the criminal consequences that you and I are not shielded from. 
Well, that's just because of a memorandum that was passed around. It it's not actually law. There it is legal to indict a sitting president, but it would put us in a constitutional crisis and cause a huge mess and oh my god, it would just it would be terrible. I I hope I never live to see the day that we have to indict a sitting president because the constitutional crisis it would put us in would be disturbing on so many levels. And rightly so. You cannot vest authority in a person and then imprison them while they hold that authority. It's insanity to even think so. Right. Well, he's describing a constitutional crisis again. Yes, that would be a bad thing. That's what Trump was trying to force on January 6th, a constitutional crisis. He wasn't trying to get people to send it back to the states just because he thought that he could blah, 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 whatever no he wanted to cause a constitutional crisis where he had an upper hand and people didn't know what to do because there's no explanation for what to do here and so they just do nothing and he remains where he is he remains president that was kind of the idea it leads to chaos and nonsense it's bad it's a bad thing now, the president and vice president and, you know, every other person in government has sworn an oath to protect and uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. Donald Trump put us or was attempting to put us in a constitutional crisis where if we follow his orders, it's against the Constitution. But, you know, we're in a situation where the Constitution doesn't make any sense and it's not specific enough here and, and it's just confusing. It's just a mess. That's what Trump is trying to create on January 6th. Now, that brings me down to the indictment against President Donald Trump. Everything they have indicted him for, everything. Again, I, I don't know which indictment this was. It's two, three, four. I, I think this may have been number three. So the documents one, maybe. I think this is the documents on a federal level. Is connected to his time in the presidency. Now, many people would say, no, he committed these crimes after he left office. No, no, no. All right, so his argument is that Donald Trump did something while he was president, which is steal a bunch of shit from the National Archives and get on a plane and fly away when he was moving to, you know, moving out of the White House because someone else is moving in. But he was technically still president when that happened. So it's justified. Whatever it is, whatever he did, he's completely immune to prosecution. Absolutely absurd. The problem is that Shane Vaughn doesn't understand the basics of the law in this case. If he understood the very basics of the law, he would understand how absolutely ridiculous it is what he's saying. Not only that, he doesn't seem to understand, like, what the founders stood for in the country. He doesn't understand anything. I guess it's lucky this dude was busy facing down a bunch of felonies for stealing Social Security numbers rather than sitting in law school, because we'd be in worse shape if, uh, you know, if he were get going to law school instead. Oh, I'm sorry. The acronym you were looking for was OLC, Office of Legal Counsel. Thank you so much, Luke Hunt. Yes, I could not remember for the life of me what, where that memorandum had come from or what, you know, what it stood for or whatever. So thank you for clarifying on that one. 
Next, we're going to talk about Sherry Tenpenny, the magnetized key anti-vax lady, hilariously losing her medical license. What the hell took so long? Let's talk about some of the damage she did on her way out the door. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. This is the key lady, if you guys don't know, where she talks about being magnetized by the vaccine. The COVID vaccine? Oh my God, dude. People who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. They can put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick. Oh, God damn, I love it, dude, for real. I love it, it is so stupid. It is funny at this point. So this is Sherry Tenpenny. If you're unfamiliar, she is an actual doctor, for real. Well, not anymore. Uh, as it turns out, her medical license has been suspended. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about why her medical license was suspended. Surprisingly, to my knowledge, it wasn't claiming that people are sticking keys to their foreheads. And put a key on their forehead. It's Apparently, it wasn't because of that. We'll talk about why it was suspended and what it, her next steps are and some of the other crazy, unglued from reality stuff she said in, in just a second. But before we watch, let's just listen to this whole video. Apparently, this is from June 8th, 2021, if the uh, the little date in the bottom right corner is to be believed. The only dates in the corners that are to be that should be believed are the dates that I put down because I put so much work into getting those dates right. Sadly, I didn't put one on this. Because right now we're all kind of um, hypothesizing. I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a com that's causing all of what things? What are you talking about? These things. Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure. No, we're not. Who is we in this equation? See, this is the problem. This is called weasel words. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Weasel words are words that are used to obscure and deceive and confuse the listener to make them think that an authority figure said it when there is there is no authority figure you're just saying it many people think is a set of weasel words or they say weasel words we believe it's all weasel words that's a technical term it's not an insult it's a technical term just look it up. Look up weasel words if you're curious. She's using weasel words left and right here. That's causing all of these things. Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a... Now we're finding. There you go. ...metal attached to it. I'm sure you've seen the pictures all over the internet of people who've had these shots, and now they're magnetized. Uh, yeah, that is completely made up. I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. I'm trying to look for something around this metal that I can... Actually, it, it doesn't appear that I have anything metal that I can do this with, but you press anything metal against your skin hard enough and then let go, it's going to stay there for a second. That's how it works. That's just like the, the way that anything kind of uh, interacts with your skin in general. She's a doctor, okay? Well, <laughs> was, I suppose. No longer, one may say, since she lost her medical license. I mean, she still went through the training. She's a doctor, okay? She should know better than this. This is just an embarrassment. Put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over them and they can... No, they can't. Stick. Because now we think that there's a metal piece to that. No. It, there, more weasel words. She just slips them right in without you paying attention. You notice that? 
over them and they can stick because now we think that there's now we think weasel words who is we in this equation she's calling out to some ambiguous authority because now we think that there's a metal piece to that there's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an there are people who have long suspected what people who give us names specifically weasel words it's a propaganda method and a logical fallacy and people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface yet to be defined an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5g towers uh, okay so there's an interface anybody that gets a vaccine is now a cyborg and they're connected to i don't know the government through 5g let me give you a little uh, a little secret here you may not be aware of. 5G has existed for a long, long time now. China's had it for a long time, long before the U.S. And uh, the U.S. has had it for, shoot, I mean, 5G existed in New York City before I moved here. And I, I finally got a phone that was capable of connecting to 5G, not, I don't know, a year ago or something like that, two years ago. So I don't remember now. It's been around for like ever. You live in a fantasy land where you are like the persecuted one. Insane. Be defined an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Not proven yet. Not proven yet. Interesting she even said that, right? If we're trying to figure out what is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people. Nothing is being transmitted. There's no transmission taking place, okay? You live in a fantasy land. Sherry Tenpenny. I mean, there's a lot to this story. There's a reason I'm talking about this right now. One of the reasons that I'm so disturbed by the by, you know, what she's saying right now, like I could write her off as a lone nut, and I do, of course, but for what it's worth, she had a meeting or a live stream or whatever with the Surgeon General of Florida. Surgeon General of Florida. Doesn't get higher up than this dude on the right here, Ladapo. Uh, Joseph Ladapo, Surgeon General of Florida, and, and he met with her. We're going to talk about that in a second, and we're going to talk about the fact that she lost her medical license in a second. Finally, what took him so long? My God, dude, you should not have your medical license if you're this big of a nutter butter. No joke. Anyways, let's keep listening. My God. What is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people that are causing health problems? So nothing is being transmitted to people causing health problems. You live in a fantasy land, okay? Like I said, she lost her medical license. I'm just trying to give you the groundwork, the basis for why that might have happened, okay? By the end of this video, you should be well aware of exactly why this person lost her medical license. If you don't know who she is, she's extremely influential in the anti-vax community, and she has directly like i said she has spoken to the surgeon general of florida been praised by him and directly led to things like this this is a TikTok from i believe may late may 2021 uh it says my dad trying to buy me off from getting the vaccine i i don't want money though like i know you don't but i don't know what else to do you didn't do this to michael and kelsey they already got it don't you think I know that? Don't you think I know that? Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? Your mother got it. Why do you think I'm fucking crazy? My family is gone. My 
my family is gone. My no, no, they're not. They're right there with you right now talking to you. And you are literally crying over nothing. My is gone. My family is gone. By the end of this loose season, most of you have been dead. What the fuck do you expect me to be? So that that was May 2021. How how many years ago now? Seriously. This dude, of course, you know, flu season came and went. Everybody turned out to be just fine. This right here is a direct result of this woman's actions and the things that she said. Okay, that's why we talk about Sherry Tenpenny, and that is why I don't know why she still had a medical license. Technically speaking, she was a doctor. She was not an MD, but an osteopathic medicine, OMD. I don't remember what the, the acronym is for it. But anyway, she was legally recognized as a doctor. She can put doctor at the front of her name, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, because she went through the whole process. And she's saying stuff like this for real about all the keys and stuff. Oh, you think the key thing is weird. Just wait. Just wait. And I want people to remember, remember this term because you're going to hear Please lay it on me. A lot of it in the next year. Quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement. We're going to hear a lot of it in the next year, huh? Okay. Well, this clip came out. Uh, let's see. When did this come out? Let me find out here. This clip came out late January 2022. 2022. Well, year came and went. What happened? Didn't hear a lot of it. Quantum entanglement. Okay, go on quantum entanglement because when that's from a physics perspective what happens when you take that shot in there's all this entangling that goes on and with the artificial intelligence hooking you up to the google credit scores and all the you know all of the the d the d matrix and all of those things it's happening in people that are already i'm sorry what what was all of that holy christ on a cracker bro that was can we break that down let's just take it word by word for a second hold up Hold up, hold up. Let's just step back. Let's do, let's try to understand here. You know what? She's a somebody in the chat says that's a DO and it's an equivalent to an MD. Okay. Uh, thank you, real pumpkin jack. She's an she's a DO. All right, equivalent to MD. Let's break it down. Try to understand. When you hear the words quantum entanglement, by the way, you know it's complete nonsense. Whatever is gonna come out of their mouth next is nonsense. Nobody understands quantum entanglement. Even people that study quantum entanglement don't fully understand quantum entanglement, all right? term because you're going to hear a lot of it in the next year. Quantum entanglement. Quantum entanglement because when that's from a physics perspective. From a physics perspective. So she must have a physics background then, right? To be able to tell us about physics, about the physics of quantum mechanics of quantum entanglement. What happens when you take that shot in? There's all this entangling that goes on. And with the artificial... Okay, now, wait a minute. There's all this entangling that goes on. What's it entangling with? If you don't know what quantum entanglement is, let me just explain it real quick. We've found that, fascinatingly, we can take an atom that is linked to another atom, and we can take it all the way across the world. From You know, we got one in China, we got one in the United States, and we measure or we stop the spin of one of them, and the other stops instantly. It's a, it's a kind of uh, instantaneous communication. Now, we haven't figured out how to harness that for instantaneous communication yet, but one day maybe. 
Albert Einstein hypothesized that maybe it's like taking a set of gloves, right? So you take a set of gloves, left hand and right hand, and you put one of them in a case and you go to the top of Mount Everest and you open the case and see a right-handed glove. You know that the other one is a left-handed glove instantly. That's not instantaneous transmission of information from one place to another. That's just understanding, you know, information and, and all that. So, like, there's nothing special or quantum mechanically confusing or mysterious about that. But, as it turns out, Albert Einstein was incorrect. It isn't like that. It really is. You check the spin of an atom or you change the atom in some way, and instantly, in the same moment, the one on the other side of the planet, galaxy, universe, whatever, whatever it's entangled with, instantly changes too. It really is like that. And it's so deeply mysterious. There's a test that you can run to determine that this really is what's happening. And if you want to learn more about it, it's from a book called The Fabric of the Cosmos by Brian Greene. Extremely complex book mathematically and, and going through the physics of it and everything he explains the tests and everything to determine it the test was formulated in i think 1970 something and sure enough einstein was incorrect on this it really does it, it really is instantaneous communication anyway does sherry tenpenny know any of that does she know anything that i just explained does she understand the fundamentals the basics of what I just said. Somebody says, I thought it was on the level of quarks. That may be. I, I'm not super clear on it. Again, I'm not a physicist. So take what I say with a grain of salt. You need to look it up. Again, The Fabric of the Cosmos by Brian Greene. Green with an E is a fantastic book if you're really curious. If you don't know what quarks are, they are the things that, that make up atoms. You know, what's smaller than an atom? A quark. You've got six types of quarks that we know of. And below quark, string theorists claim, um, with very little evidence, it shouldn't be called a theory, it's a hypothesis, string theorists hypothesize that quarks are made out of tiny strings that vibrate at certain frequencies. Anyway, that's, you know, story for a different day. The point is, what are the atoms that are injected into us entangled with? What is she talking about? She said that they entangle once they enter the body. What? That doesn't even make any sense. Anyway, let's listen to this person tell us more about quantum entanglement and how the vaccine is quantum entangled with your blood. I, she said the quantum entanglement doesn't happen until it enters you, right? Am I wrong here? What happens when you take that shot in, there's all this entangling that goes on. And with the artificial intelligence hooking you up to the Google credit scores. and Okay, now... <laughs> I think she has lost literally everybody. With the artificial intelligence hooking you up to Google credit scores? What? Okay, credit scores exist. What artificial intelligence are you talking about? Literally nothing that she said makes any sense at all or is connected to quantum entanglement in any way. But people like Sherry Tenpenny, and this is really, really bad with a guy named Deepak Chopra. Oh my God, that dude doesn't shut up about quantum entanglement. Anytime quantum entanglement is mentioned, it really is spooky action at a distance, as Einstein said. And these people, people like Deepak Chopra and uh, Cherry Tenpenny and others, of course, 
always fill in that empty gap of like, I don't know with something new. Okay. It's okay to have the, the little gap of, I don't know. That's fine. Those are the most important words you can learn. If you're going to learn any words in your life, learn to say, I don't know. It's really okay to say, but people are dead set on understanding everything. And if they don't, they're going to fill in a gap. They're going to fill in an answer. You know, we're not, we haven't made it through Sherry Tenpenny's thing even, but there's this syndrome. I forget exactly what it's called or how it works. So take, you know, like I said, take everything I say with a grain of salt. You need to look this up yourself. There's a book called Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain by David Eagleman. And in this book, he describes this test that was run. I could be getting this wrong. So if, if, if I get this wrong, I'll cut it in editing. From what I remember, there's this uh, seizure disorder in people that can be cured or that can be prevented or treated or whatever by cutting the brain in half it right down the hemisphere. You cut the brain in half at a young age and the seizures just stop and you, you know, your life is normal. Everything's fine, peachy, and you're good to go, bizarrely. But even more bizarrely, scientists put a big separator between the eyes of people who had this and they would draw, you know, a picture of an animal here, picture of an animal over here, and they would ask the person what they saw. What, what animal were they looking at? Or what word did they see or whatever? And it kind of varied from person to person which eye they picked. But at one point, the scientists put up picture of a chicken over here. And on this side, they put stand up to use the bathroom. And the person registered the chicken, but didn't register the words. But they still stood up and followed the directions, not even consciously being aware that this is happening to them or why it's happening. And when the scientist says, wait, where are you going? We're not done with the test. Not understanding what they're doing fully, they make up an answer. The person tries to explain their behavior or explain the situation away. Oh, I, I was thirsty. I was just going to get a drink of water or whatever. When you're in a situation where you don't fully understand something, the natural next step is not to say, I don't know. It's to make something up and expand upon it and come up with a big, complex hypothesis that's absolutely ridiculous, which is what we're watching happen. Sherry Tenpenny is filling in a bunch of shit that makes no sense at all, not connected to anything, when the answer is, I don't know. I don't know what happens with quantum entanglement. I don't know how quantum entanglement works. This is not my field, and even the people that are in the field don't fully understand it, from my, uh, to my knowledge. But, you know, she takes it, and she says, there's a little I don't know in there, and I can exploit it, so I'm going to stick that quantum entanglement in my talk and make people believe that I do know when I, in fact, do not. That's what's happening right now. That's what we're watching, really. She's going to insert a bunch of keywords like AI and Google credit scores and all this scary stuff, quantum entanglement from the vaccine, when the reality of it is she has no clue what she's talking about. It's called a corpus colostomy, right? Thank you, Caleb Adkins, for 
letting me know about that. Okay, let's keep listening. Tangling that goes on, and with the artificial intelligence hooking you up to the Google credit scores and all the, you know, all of the the D the D matrix and all of those things. Uh, D matrix? What? Again, she has no clue. She has no idea what she's talking about, and she knows you don't either. So she's gonna fill in that I don't know with something else. This is how people have done it since time immemorial. You ever wonder how? The prophets at the very top of the heap, the guys who claim to talk to God, got their position. Filled in that I don't know for the people who were really, really curious. And they said, I do know. So listen to me and I'll tell you. Matrix and all of those things. It's happening in people that have already been injected. So what you need. No. It, it, what is it, first of all? And second, no, nothing is happening to people who got a shot. I got like 16 of them, okay? No, I got the recommended. I think I got four, three or four, however many it was. Got the recommended amount, and I'm fine. So what you need to do is really understand what their end game is and block it and repent and stand back, trust and truth, and lead into the Lord. And okay, just went religious out of absolutely nowhere. Fantastic. And that is your salvation, is to get that back into your body. Okay, to get salvation back into your body. So there's quantum entanglement, a physiological event that's taking place, apparently, but it can be reversed by praying for salvation. Okay, fantastic. Thank you, Sherry. Uh, a doctor equivalent, okay, an MD equivalent. Insane! You know what? I was going to look at the website to show you because I, I pulled up Ohio's governor or government website to look at her medical license and show you but one more clip okay one more this one's short check this one out this is from early april 2022 that date is important early april 2022 okay the more shots you get the more the more you destroy your immune system and the faster that happens i've got like four shots you know what i have my card on me let me just see exactly how many i filled out here uh yep four and they were all from Pfizer. I got four Pfizer shots. And, and, I'm 34 years old. Okay? Same age as Taylor Swift and PewDiePie, I've come to find out. Just found that out the other day. Guess I have a lot to live up to, don't I? <laughs> anyway, 34 years old. That's going to be relevant in a second. I think I'm 34. Is that right? Yeah, 34. 34 years old, and I've gotten four shots from Pfizer. Okay? Go on, Sherry. I'm listening. And it's anticipated, the German data says... It's anticipated, the German data says. More weasel words. Notice what's happening here? The faster that happens. And it's anticipated, the German data says... What German data? That by the end of 2022... Of course, you know, we're beyond that. By the end of 2022. I mean, we're coming up on 2024 at this point. And she is making this claim all the way back in early 2022. Really. Every fully vaccinated person over the age of 30. May That's this guy right here who has two thumbs, is over the age of 30, and has four vaccines. This guy right here. She's talking about me, okay? So the end of 2022. Vaccinated person over the age of 30 may have the equivalent of full-blown vaccine-induced immune-suppressed AIDS. Oh, boy, that sounds serious. AIDS, you say. Okay. Well, come to find out. It was a complete lie. She just blatantly flat out lied to your face. And she didn't expect this guy with 
two thumbs to have this clip all the way up to, uh, you know, almost to 2024. I guess she just thought people were going to forget this is going to happen. No, I'm keeping my eye on you, Sherry. I know what's happening. I'm watching it. I'm keeping a record of these clips. I have six or seven clips from Sherry Tenpenny, including the magnet one where she claimed that people are sticking spoons to themselves afterward. I have it all. And I am not going to give up on this as long as she is still out there talking about it. So with all that under our belt, take a look at the website. This is elicense.ohio.gov. This is a government website. Okay, it says, on August 9th, 2023, updated information available. Click on view or contact legal services office. Okay, interesting. Based on allegations that when the doctor failed to respond to board investigators, interrogatories, interrogatories, what a word, an investigatory deposition and an investigative office conference, those acts and or omissions as alleged individually and or collectively constitute, wow, that's a complicated uh, sentence, failure to cooperate in an investigation conducted by the board, including failure to comply with a subpoena or order issued by the board or failure to answer truthfully a question presented by the board in an investigative written interrogatories except that failure to cooperate with an investigation shall not constitute grounds for discipline under that wow this is complicated so here's the bottom line you can't have your permit yanked for not cooperating with an investigation that's that's my read on this that was like the final sentence here but not only did she not cooperate with an investigation into extremely questionable acts and beliefs and things as a doctor but she lied under this investigation she lied to these people apparently failure to answer uh, truthfully a question presented by the board in an investigative interview and she failed to cooperate in the investigation conducted by the board to determine if she was acting in an appropriate manner toward patients. Basically, that's my understanding of why she had her license revoked. Fascinating. Okay. I have um, just one little thing here. It's from Becker'sHospitalReview.com, apparently. Um, it, it's just a little, little blurb about what happened with her license being revoked. Ohio suspends license of physician who said COVID-19 shot magnetizes recipients. We listened to that clip earlier, if you remember. The Ohio State Medical Board indefinitely suspended the license of prominent anti-vaccine advocate and physician Sherry Tenpenny, DO, which is the equivalent of MD, apparently, on August 9th. Now, indefinitely doesn't mean permanently. It means until further notice, basically. Dr. Tenpenny drew national attention in June 2021 when she spoke to the Ohio House Health Committee claiming COVID-19 vaccines magnetize recipients and interface with 5G cell phone towers. The physician was deemed a non-expert by a federal judge in a vaccine injury lawsuit. She's not an expert on this. She has no idea what she's talking about. And this is a clip that was being referenced by these people just now head it sticks they can put spoons and forks all over them and they can stick because now we think that there's a metal piece to that now we think it's all weasel words all the way down with this person 
However, a formal report obtained by Cleveland.com submitted ahead of the August 9th hearing, which already happened and was, you know, the, the result is she lost her medical license, says the investigation was triggered by approximately 350 complaints about Tenpenny submitted to the medical board. The board told Tenpenny that her license will be suspended until she complies with the investigation, according to Cleveland.com. Oh, okay, interesting. So according to this website, which, again, BeckersHospitalReview.com, I guess it's kind of, you know, I don't know who this is. It's kind of hard to trust. From my understanding, based on what this is saying, Tenpenny could get her license back if she decided to comply with the investigation and stuff. That's the bottom line here. The strangest thing about this entire situation is the fact that she knows and has done a public live stream with Surgeon General of Florida, Joseph Ladapo. If you don't know this guy, oh, you will in a second. Surgeon General of Florida, okay, that's more than enough for me. He's extremely influential. Now listen to what he said to her. There's something special about people who, who were willing to stand up for what they believed was right, even when everyone around them was saying otherwise. This was late October 2022 when this happened, I believe. Yeah. There's something special about people who stand up and say the vaccines are evil in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. There's something very special about that. And there's also something very inspiring about that. No, it's just dumb as dog shit. I'm sorry. It is dumb as dog shit. There's nothing inspiring about it. It's just stupid. The things that these two people did, not just Tenpenny, but the Surgeon General of Florida, both of them, the things they did got people killed. People died as a direct result of what they did. I haven't talked to my dad in about 10 years. And uh, roughly two years ago, it, it, it's pretty close to exactly two years ago now, he died. He was a truly bad person. I don't believe in this whole only speak positively of the dead thing. I believe in the Ender's Game version of it, which is speaking about them as they really were. My dad was a bad person, but that was probably the result of him having a, a bad life growing up. You know, the, he, was a, he was an enigma, for lack of a better term. He died two years ago. I hadn't talked to him in 10. I was done with him after everything that I've been through. And I don't know this for sure. You know, all the way I have four or I, there are four of us, three siblings. So I got a sister and two older brothers. And I suspect that they recognize that I got it worse from my dad than they did. I don't know for sure. I, I suspect that they believe that I got it worse. I mean, I was too young to see what happened with them and how abusive my dad was all the way back then. But, you know, there were people around at the time when they were growing up. I was alone. I was the youngest and I was very young when my brother left. My my next oldest brother moved out of the house when I was 12 years old and it was downhill from there. My dad did some truly chilling shit. There's no other way to put it. But even when my dad died, there's something inside of me that felt a little bit more alone in the world, you know, 
kind of unglued from the people that brought me in, even though I didn't have a relationship with him, even though he was a terrible person, even though he treated me terribly my whole life from day one. I logged into my Facebook page the other day and I saw a message from him from years ago, um, probably six months before he died. It said, why the fuck don't you talk to me? That's it. That's somebody that I had a grievance with. Okay, and that affects me deeply. It hurts, despite the fact that I had unfinished business with my dad, for lack of a better term. You know, despite the fact that he did some truly chilling shit to me and my family, I still feel like I should have just messaged him back. It, it it's still there and it still hurts. You know, how many people are feeling that now because of what? Sherry Tenpenny and Joseph Ladapo did. Joseph Ladapo, as we'll see in a second, lied on a scientific report and he falsified key data. He cut key data from a study and advised children not to get vaccinated because he cut that key data from the study. If he hadn't cut that data from the study, more children would have gotten vaccinated than did. And they maybe wouldn't have caught COVID and brought it back to their grandparents and to their parents and their brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and uncles. This guy falsified data, falsified a scientific study. For what? And he got people killed. Now, I'm one guy who has a grievance with the guy that died. Okay, we were not friends. I hadn't talked to him in 10 years, and it still hurts. How many people did Ladapo kill? How many empty chairs are there at dinner tables now? How many children are not going to have a father because he died of COVID because of Joseph Ladapo and Sherry Tenpenny? How many? The number is not zero. Now, I think the number right now is 1.3 million people have died of COVID. Not all of those deaths can be attributed to these people. Okay, it looks like, uh, yeah, they modified their the way that they counted recently. So it's 1.137 million COVID deaths in the United States. In the United States. That's not worldwide. When somebody dies, when one person dies, how many more people are affected by it? Nobody liked my dad. Nobody. My mom didn't like my dad. His own siblings didn't like him. His dad was already dead. He didn't even know his mother. Uh, his grandmother who raised him had died years and years ago. But four people were negatively affected by his death. Me and my siblings. At the very least, four of us. And all four of us have his ashes. We cremated him. We didn't even, get, we didn't even give the dude a funeral. That's how unliked he was. That's how, that's how badly he fucked up our lives. But I still have his ashes because it affected me to lose somebody, even somebody I didn't like. 1.1 million deaths. How many people have been affected by COVID overall in the United States alone? And how many have been affected by these two people right here? A guy that's willing to lie on a scientific study to falsify one, to omit information so that 
fewer children will get vaccinated and more people die. And a doctor who believes that the vaccine is magnetizing people. How many people died because of these two? We may never know, but it's not zero. And there's just no coming back from what they've done. There's just no coming back from it. They got people killed. They deserve the memorial that my dad received. Unfortunately, they're not going to get that memorial. They're probably going to go out with honors, you know. All the anti-vaxxers from here to Texas are going to be at their gravesite crying and mourning and wailing and saying, oh, if only the vaccine shedding. Blah, 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 blah. These two people got, got people killed. People who had families and lives and loved ones. You know, let me just drill this home a little bit harder for you. I just want just one more example here to give you, okay? There are a lot of people that come in and out of my YouTube channel from time to time, right? I get anywhere between 600 and on the very, very high end, 2,000 people coming to my live streams from time to time. It depends on the channel, depends on the times and stuff like that, but... I guess I probably average about a thousand people coming to live streams, right? I edit those videos, I upload them. They, depending on the channel, once again, they get between twenty and a hundred thousand views each. I see people come and go. I've been doing this for about seven, eight years, right? I have regulars that come in. Lord Falconis is a regular. He shows up at most of them, at the very least, a lot of them. I see him every time talking to me. Missy Mousy. I don't believe Missy Mousy has ever super chatted. Maybe once, maybe twice, maybe none. But I see her in the chat. You know, Neverman is here. I I guess Neverman is here as a member. But you know, I see him every now and then. I see a lot of these people. See progress only. I see these people from time to time. You know, James Rhodes and others. But you know what? Sometimes I see a name less and less, and that's okay. You're moving on. You got other things to talk about, other things to think about. You got other stuff happening in your life, other stuff on your mind. So people come and go, and that's okay. That's totally 100% okay. But I do wonder how many of those regulars that I see every single stream out of the thousands that come to my streams, out of the regulars, how many didn't lose interest in my channel and move on but died of COVID and were just, you know, they just, that was it. And I'll just, I'll never know. You know, it could be some really, really big fans of mine who just up and died one day and I will never know. To my knowledge, they just moved on with their lives. And how many of those people that are in my chat all the time who are in my comment section on those videos, you know, 20,000 to 100,000 views, Hell, I have a couple videos with 1.3 million views on it, I think. How many of those people are no longer alive as a direct result of what these two people did? I just want to make sure everybody really understands how absolutely despicable the actions of these two people really are. People have died. People have lost others in their lives that they really cared about. And even the ones that they really didn't care about still affected them. These people, shame is, couldn't possibly even touch what they should be feeling right now. Shame is not even the right word. Is there a right word for what these people, what these two people should be feeling about themselves for what they've done? 
Schmoobly gong, I guess, comes close. I don't know. <laughs> Try to lighten it a little bit. The behaviors that they have exhibited are monstrously disgusting. Are they redeemable? I don't believe anybody is irredeemable. I want to think that everybody can come back from some mistakes. But holy shit, bro. Does it get worse than lying, falsifying studies, and getting children killed and their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins? Does it get worse than that? Boy, I am hard-pressed to find an example of it. Anyway, let me know what you think about this in the comments about Joseph Ladapo falsifying information and then praising Sherry Tenpenny as some kind of a hero. Simply disgusting, man. Simply disgusting. Criminal. That comes pretty close. I'm trying to think of what word should they use to describe themselves or, or what word should they use to describe the feelings that they have inside. Shame is not there. It does not re it doesn't hit the level that's appropriate to match the shit that they've done. I mean, it's bad, man. These people are bad. Schmoobligong, remorseful, guilt. Oh, one day maybe. One one day maybe. They should certainly feel guilt. You know there's a difference between guilt and shame. It's kind of interesting actually. They're extremely similar emotions. You know there's an emotion wheel? Check this out. They're kind of, uh, emotions are separated into like categories, for lack of a better term here. And here's a smaller, more basic one. Emotion wheel one. Uh, happy, loved, confident, playful, embarrassed, angry, scared, sad. And then underneath each thing, you've got different uh, subcategories. You know, under happy, you've got caring, grateful, and excited. Under loved, you got respected, valued, accepted. Anyway, the point here is that guilt and shame are different from each other because somebody who has psychopathy, somebody who is incapable of feeling emotions or feel or kind of not feeling emotions, but yeah, I guess you could say somebody who is not capable of feeling emotions, at least not the way that normal human beings experience them. They are incapable of experiencing guilt, but they are capable of feeling shame. Or it may be the other way around. I don't remember now. I think that's it. The reason is because one emotion comes from the outside in. You know, you're feeling guilty because other people are unhappy with what you've done. But the other emotion is coming from the inside out. You know, shame. You feel like you've done something that's not right. You have some kind of a moral compass and it's, you know, going off in your head. Shame and guilt. Uh, different emotions. Kind of interesting. These two people right here are responsible for families losing people that they really cared about, that they will never see again. You know, people who were just good inside are gone now. People who others had grievances with will never be able to settle that now. Never be able to ask those questions that they felt they needed to ask because of these two people right here. Thank you, Joseph Ladapo. Thank you, Sherry Tenpenny, for getting people killed, for putting another empty chair at countless dinner tables. I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
Next, we're going to talk about Trump prophets absolutely refusing to accept that they were wrong about Trump being reinstated as president in 2021, despite the fact that the 2024 election is on the horizon. These people are shameless. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. God told me he's about to bring justice. Biden is going to get yanked out like a bad habit. I'm just telling the truth right now. Good, good. And Preach Trump, it. the rightful president, is about to get reinserted. And reinserted. This is Nathan French on the right. As you can clearly see, he is an extremely stable genius, like his god emperor, Donald Trump. He considers Donald Trump to be the messiah. No joke. He considers Trump to be basically the second coming of Jesus. It's a very complex theology, as many theologies are, but it is completely and totally 100% legitimately a real theology where these people really do believe that Trump is a messiah. And it seems to be believed in large part by televangelists. Nathan French here on the right is a televangelist. He's a mega church pastor. He owns a huge church with thousands of congregants, and he gets on the news all the time and everything, even with hair like this. Yes, I know. I'm surprised, too. We got a few people to talk about here. I wanted to talk about the false prophecies about Donald Trump becoming the president in 2020 because these people are bringing it up again. You know what? It would probably be helpful if you just shut your mouth. I mean, it was such a ridiculous, grievous error that you made. Your best bet is to just zip it. Just stop saying a word about the 2020 election and move on with your lives and learn the lesson. What was the lesson? The lesson was don't prophesy something that you don't know for sure is actually going to happen. Don't prophesy that God gave you this message and he's going to make Trump the president or whatever other nonsense. That's the message that you should be getting. And what message did they receive? These are all reasonably new. These are from June, July, August 2023. That's where these clips are from. So two and a half years, okay? Two and a half years after Biden was inaugurated, these people are out here defending the claim that Biden is absolutely 100% for sure a fake president and Trump is the real president. Like, come on, people. You know, if I were these guys like Nathan French, Hank Kuhneman, Johnny Anlow, the ones we're going to cover tonight, if I were them, I would just shut my mouth about this and move on with my life and pretend it never happened. But they, God, dude, they, they cannot figure that part out. So let's listen to Nathan French explain why he was wrong about this. God told me he's about to bring justice. Biden is going to get yanked out like a bad habit. I'm just telling the truth right now. Good, good. And just telling the truth. Just telling the truth. Yep. Biden's going to be yanked out like a bad habit and Trump is going to be reinstalled as dictator or something. OK, go on. I'm with you. Let him cook. Let him cook. The truth right now. Good, good. And Trump, the rightful president is about to get reinserted and reinserted. What they tried to do to him and this whole, all the nonsense of the insurrection and, and all this nonsense trying to paint him into a corner and the indictment. And 
Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure which indictment we're on at this point. Three, four, five. Who knows? I have no clue. I think this indictment that's being referenced here is the indictment against Trump for sending fake electors to Congress to try to overturn the election, something to that effect. That's probably what he's referring to right now, that indictment. Boy, are they upset over it. Paint him into a corner in the indictment. and I mean, all of it is playing right into the, the words that have been prophesied by many who have even been on your show. So I'm excited to see the results. I'm excited to see faith rewarded. I'm ex- Fantastic. Great. So we all agree Trump should be indicted then, right? Here's the thing about it. Donald Trump is actually benefiting, from what I can tell, by getting indicted. That's a benefit to him. If you look at his poll numbers, I don't think that they're going up exactly when he gets indicted. I, I think I've seen him go down a little bit, but he's barely touched by these indictments. You know why? Because there is a core piece of the Republican Party that is batshit insane and will do anything, anything not just for Trump. I mean, there, there are a lot of people that will do anything for Trump, but anything for the Republican nominee. And they recognize, talking, you know, Republican voters, they recognize that Trump is the de facto nominee for the party. He is effectively the Republican Party. So what we're watching right now is this guy try to justify the indictments away or whatever and say, look, it's helping him. I don't know that it's helping him exactly. I wouldn't say that. But you know what? Hell, even if it is helping him, I don't care. I don't care. I want accountability for this guy for the first time in the 80 years he's spent on this earth. I want him to face accountability, whether it helps his poll numbers or not. I don't care. Excited to see faith rewarded. I'm excited for God to back those he's been speaking through that hear the word of the Lord. And my goodness, our nation will be brought back into agreement and alignment with God's plan to pour his spirit out on all flesh. To pour his spirit out on all flesh. There is a your mom joke in here somewhere. Somebody finish that for me in the comments, please. I would appreciate that. This dude cannot give it up. Are you kidding me? This is their reaction to Trump being indicted. Uh, the fourth or the fifth or the sixth or seventh time. How many times now? I don't know. This is their reaction. They're losing it. Check this out. This is Hank Kuhneman. I have a whole video that I want to do about him that's probably released or will be releasing sometime around the time that this video releases. But let's talk about his reaction, right? Because Hank Kuhneman, he's a televangelist. He's he's big. He's got a megachurch with thousands and thousands of people that attend every week. And he's close friends with Kenneth Copeland who has a big televangelist ministry, you know. Hank Kuhneman's not a nobody by any stretch of the imagination. And what did he do? Prophesied. He prophesied that Donald Trump was going to be president in 2020. He claimed that God told him that this is going to happen. You know, I heard somebody say a while back, there are two people in the prophet relationship. When somebody prophesies something, there are Two linchpins, two things, two hinges that could go wrong. Either God lied or you lied. Which one was it? Your prophecy didn't come true. Which one was it? Listen to what Hank Kuhneman had to say after he found out about uh, Donald Trump's next indictment. Number 
53 or something. That's why this man hasn't been opening his mouth because Jesus said, don't, don't do it. I think he's talking about Biden right now. Biden hasn't said a word about Donald Trump's indictment. That's my guess. I went to my father's. I went to my spiritual mothers. I went to my board. I went to my peer level relationships and said, hey, there's a lot of calling out going on and my name's getting thrown out there. Right. So what he's saying is he's being called out right now because he prophesied Trump would be president in 2020. He was going to win the election. And he says, I went to my board. I went to my peers. I went to my everybody else, whoever. And I said, what do I do? I prophesied that Trump would win the election and he lost. What do I do? Okay, so these people are supposed to hold him accountable, right? So what'd they say? Uh, what do I do? Jesus told me not to say anything. They said, follow what Jesus said. You're right on. And not only that, we're your accountability system. We're your accountability system. Wow, that is one hell of an accountability system, right? Uh, an accountability system that will agree with literally anything that you say and do anything you want it to do. That is one fantastic accountability system, huh? Yeah, love it. Absolutely. Good job, Hank. And they told me not to address it, and so don't keep asking me to take the lead. I have. I've honored Jesus. I've done what he said, and I honored those that I'm accountable to, submitted to, Oh, it's just painful, dude. This guy is just lying through his teeth, straight up lying through his teeth. And he knows he's lying and he continues to lie. I, I can't imagine that he doesn't know what he's doing here, right? Look, the Bible is pretty specific. Let, let's talk about this for a second. It's, it's worth it. This is actually one of my favorite verses, Deuteronomy 18. It's the chapter 18. The verse is uh, 22. So uh, the reason I like this verse so much is because it really drives home the fact that Jehovah's Witnesses are wrong. And that's a fear that a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses have when leaving the religion. They're taught their entire life to believe that Jehovah's Witnesses, the organization, are God's mouthpiece on earth. And if they leave that organization or do something that they don't like or whatever... Then they're going to, I don't know, die in Armageddon, uh, displease God, whatever. But Deuteronomy 14, I th or I'm sorry, Deuteronomy 18, verse 14 to verse 22, basically outlines how you can know that a prophet is false. And this is an, an extremely relevant and important verse for Jehovah's Witnesses exiting the religion. And... Not for nothing, it applies to our old buddy Hank Kuhneman as well. Okay, we're not going to read the whole thing. Just take a look at this real quick. They asked somebody to stand up and be the prophet, receive the information from God, which was a burden. It was something difficult to take on because it, it freaked him out, apparently, supposedly, when this is happening. I don't really buy any of this, but okay, let's just, for the sake of argument, go with it. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their fellow Israelites. This is verse 18. And I will put my words in his mouth. He will tell them everything I command him. I myself will call to account anyone who does not listen to my words that the prophet speaks in my name. So if you don't obey the prophet of God, 
you will pay the price. God will call you to account, right? That's what that verse says. But a prophet who presumes to speak in my name anything I have not commanded or a prophet who speaks in the name of other gods is to be put to death. Now, I obviously don't believe in any of this. I obviously don't stand for any of this, but he should at least lose his ministry, right? If he's a false prophet. So how do you tell if it's a false prophet? I hear you asking. Well, the Bible addresses that too conveniently. Verse 21 and 22. You may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? How do we know a prophet is false? How do we know that they lied, that they claimed to hear your voice when they did not? The answer, if what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, so do not be alarmed. That verse right there, number 22, is really important to ex-Jehovah's Witnesses leaving the religion because it gives them freedom to exit when they realize that the governing body are just a bunch of false prophets. They claim to be prophets of God, and they've gotten it wrong again and again and again. I just give one example, 1975, the most obvious example. You don't like that one? The year 2000, they said by 2000, we wouldn't be here anymore. 1922, 1925, 1919, we're going backwards here, obviously. 19, uh, wait, 1919, 1914, 1913, uh, 1874, I think was one. They just keep making false prophecy after false prophecy after false prophecy with Jehovah's Witnesses. And guess what? Hank Kuhneman made false prophecy after false prophecy also. Again, I don't stand for the death penalty. I don't believe in that. But he should at least lose his ministry, right? It seems pretty blatantly obvious to me that these people lied, not just Hank, but Nathan French, who also prophesied it. And you know who else did? That's two people, two televangelists, two megachurch pastors so far that have prophesied that Trump was going to win the 2020 election. You know who else did? Johnny Enlow did. Listen to this. This is 2019. It's, I think, early December 2019, leading up to the 2020 election. I was asking the Lord about it. He hadn't told me. I was like, Lord, you still haven't showed me. And then on March, right when I'm saying that, I have this, oh, it's not an open vision, but it was a vision. Difference between an open vision and a vision is an open vision is you actually see the things in front of you physically. Like uh, was described in the book of Revelation, you know, the writer physically saw these things in front of them. That, that's an open vision. A vision, the way he's describing it, is probably like a dream or something or just uh, an imaginative thing. Like, uh, I thought it was real, but, you know, it, it could very easily be fake. But I got it from God, so it was super real, 100%. And so I was like, Lord, as I'm saying that, what the first thing he said is, he is going to save you from things you don't know you need to be saved from yet. Talking about Donald Trump. And then the Lord progressively began to speak regarding that, and he said... You notice how he picked up biblical language there? He's speaking in such a way that it sounds like it's coming from a Bible verse, from like the NIV version or something. Not speaking like the King James Version. He's speaking like it's a specific translation version. Like the NIV. Listen again. Right here. Listen. 
And then the Lord progressively began to speak regarding that. And, he and the Lord progressively began to speak regarding that. And he said, and this time in the presidency is going to be a hinge of the ages and be known as before Trump and after Trump because of the way I'm going to use him. I'm using wow. him as a Trump card, but I'm the Trump card player. And so your nation will be known as before Trump and after Trump. And he said, the nations will be known as before Trump, after Trump. And the Lord, it was like, he's like I'm really not interested in your all's vote this time. I'm doing it. Oh, boy. This guy just picked a whole bouquet of oopsie daisies, didn't he? All the way back in 2019. This is him prophesying unequivocally. You cannot get around this. You don't even have to vote. God is going to install Trump as the next president, period. Don't bother going to vote. Who cares? Trump's going to be the next president anyways. God told me. And the Lord, it was like, I'm really not interested in your all's vote this time. I'm doing it. Uh-oh. I usually give you all that option. This time, I'm not. This is a rescue operation from heaven. This is, this is. Just sad is what it is. This is just sad. A, a, a moment of the ages. This will go down. This time period will go down as a before and after AD, you know, but BC, AD, depending on what terminology you use now. You know what's really fascinating about that prophecy that uh, Johnny Enlow gave to me, the most fascinating part, is the fact that BC and AD specifically mean, or translate to, anyways, before Christ and. After death, basically. It means Anno Domini, or the year of our Lord. Before Christ and year of our Lord. He says we're going to switch from a Jesus-based system to a Trump-based system. That's what he's saying in his 2019 prophecy, claiming that Trump was absolutely, for sure, most definitely going to win, and it was out of your hands. It didn't even matter if you voted or not, because God's going to install Trump as a dictator. Oops. Yeah, that didn't work out too well for him, did it? Again, like, th this is number three, okay? We talked about Nathan French. We talked about Hank Kuhneman. And we talked about Johnny Enlow. And hell, I don't... <laughs> this isn't even part of this video, but let me just pull this puppy in. We got another one, Kenneth Copeland. We're going to get back to Johnny Enlow in a second. I just want to show you this clip from Copeland. This clip came out Dece mid-December 2020. So it was... After the vote took place, because the, the, if you remember, the 2020 election took place early November, uh, like November 3rd, I think. And Trump was formulating a conspiracy in this moment when Kenneth Copeland released this video for January 6th. He was telling people to come to the Capitol on January 6th. It'll be wild and stuff like that, you know. The wisdom of God has been functioning in Donald John Trump, and that's the reason they want him out of there so bad, because the swamp is being drained. Right, right. Donald Trump definitely drained the swamp. Totally, totally. And they're being found out. Dude, are these Look at this. Look. Are these people in this video just, like, standing here? Talk, are, are these ushers? Is that what this is? I guess they have name badges on. This is just really weird. You'd think everyone in the room would be facing the preacher, right? Strange. I guess they could be security. The spirit of the devil. And there are certain people that follow him all the time. 
He came to steal, to kill. I assume they're talking about Joe Biden here. He came to steal and to kill. And destroy. He came to steal this election. Yeah, it must be Joe Biden they're referring to here, right? So he can continue to kill babies and destroy the youth of this nation. Because, yeah, Biden absolutely loves doing that, right? Killing babies. He does it on the weekends for fun. Totally. 100%. Anyways, Copeland prophesied about Donald Trump, too. So, <laughs> oh, these people, man, I swear. Endless hours of entertainment. I love listening to their nutter buttery. It is so fascinating. Okay, so check out uh, what Johnny Enlow had to say. I think this one was recent. Let me pull this up. Hold up. This is early June 2023. Listen to what Johnny Enlow, remember, guy who prophesied that Donald Trump is going to be the president in 2021. Listen to what he had to say here. I've heard people say, you guys, you Johnny and Steve and some of you prophetic voices, you just thought something was going to happen. And now that it didn't happen, you're saying... Well, it's really true, but it just happens behind the scenes so you can't see it. They go real smooth, right? Real smooth, right? Absolutely. It's so ridiculous. Come on. Like, we don't see straight through this? Honestly. Johnny Enlow prophesied unequivocally and without question, Donald Trump will be the president in 2020. Period. He's going to win the election. You don't even need to vote. He's going to win. That's what he said. I'm not putting the words in his mouth. We watched him say it, right? And now Steve Schultz, the guy that runs this uh, Facebook page, is called The Elijah List. Steve Schultz points out aptly that people are accusing them of smoothly sweeping this prophecy under the rug. Like, oh, real smooth. Yeah, Trump is in the background running things, right? Totally, totally. So how do you answer that, Johnny? thought something was going to happen. And now that it didn't happen, you're saying, well, it's really true, but just happens behind the scenes. So you can't see it. They go real smooth. Right. So, um, I don't know what, if anything else can be said, except we get it. We know who's accusing. We don't, I don't know if we know who, but we know we're being accused of rewriting, but it's never. I'm accusing you of rewriting. Yes. Me, this guy right here who has two thumbs and is accusing you of rewriting history, this guy. I'm claiming you said, you prophesied from God that Donald Trump is going to be the president in 2020. said you don't even need to go out and vote for him. He's going to change it and alter it and make him win, period. And this guy right here is accusing you of changing the facts of the situation and claiming that Donald Trump is actually running things from behind the scenes like they say now ridiculous oh by the way you can see the calendar in the background i really appreciate that they've started doing this june 5th 2023 11 20 a.m the reason he put this clock here with the date is because sometimes these people prophesy secrets you know air quotes here they prophesy things on his show and he wants to have the exact moment that god gave them this message Better keep these puppies up here because I don't know how much I'm going to use them now. Gave them this message on this TV show or whatever. Just absurd, man. Come on. Of rewriting, but it's never been rewritten. We've adjusted when we realize it wasn't right now. Right. But Oh, so you didn't rewrite the prophecy. My mistake. You readjusted the prophecy. Okay. 
Got my mistake. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. That's on me, guys. Wasn't right now, right? But what, what, when, when the Lord when the Lord speaks, and, and I put it in a book, yeah. that he would win the next election. Right. Johnny Enlow is basically writing the book of Johnny chapter three, verse two or whatever. Really? I'm not joking. He really does believe he hears the voice of God. And he's not a nobody either, by the way. Mega church pastor, extremely influential. I don't know if he has a mega church now, but televangelist. He's a QAnoner too. He has prayed over and prayed with active sitting congressmen. I have video of him sitting in front of congressmen praying with them that are in office now. That's why I care about this guy. And he's writing a book of prophecy from God. He would win the next election. Um, it did happen. It's just, yeah. and the proof has been rolled out probably in at least four formats publicly in some way or another. Uh, I'm sorry, what? It happened? Are we talking about the same thing here? I feel like I feel like there's a disconnect somewhere. I thought the prophecy was that Donald Trump was going to be the president in 2021. Isn't that what the prophecy was? And the Lord, it was like, I'm really not interested in your all's vote this time. I'm doing it. I usually give you all that option. This time I'm not. This is a rescue operation from heaven. Oops. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what the hell you think you're talking about right now. But it's nonsense. That didn't happen. You were very, very specific. And I get that you, you know, Johnny Enlow and Hank Kuhneman and Nathan French and whatever other prophet out there wants to whatever. I get that you think that there isn't somebody out there collecting these clips and putting them in a folder and naming them and dropping dates on them and remembering them like a fucking elephant. But there is somebody out there doing that. Okay, and I pull it up every time you try to pull shit like this right here. It did happen. It's no, it didn't. Just yeah. and the proof has been rolled out probably in at least four formats publicly in some way or another. Whether it's stuff Mike Lindell's revealed, whether it's something that Greg, uh, I forget his name, what Phillips, he, I think Greg Phillips yeah, or something. What he's revealed. Yeah, Mike Lindell didn't reveal anything, and it's been proven in a court of law like over and over and over again. In fact. Mike Lindell now owes $5 million to a dude for proving that he he lied about the whole thing. I don't know who that other dude is, Greg something, or I've never heard of him before, but I guarantee he doesn't have evidence either. If he did, Trump would be repeating it. He'd be blasting it all over everything. There is no evidence the election was tampered with to a degree that it could have possibly changed the vote count, and there was no systemic fraud orchestrated by Democrats the votes didn't leave the country that, you know, Dominion and Smartmatic didn't alter programs or any of that other garbage. Like, it's all made up. Come on, man. His name was Phillips, he, I think. Greg Phillips yeah. or something. What he's revealed, what the eye, taste, eye test tells you, what's been caught over and over. It's like eye test. It's out there and it's and it's recycling in the news, uh, in the alternative news. Over alternative news interesting over and over the election was fraudulent it was stolen it really the alternative news keeps telling you that the election is fraudulent and stolen huh who would have expected the alternate here the air quotes again alternative news would say such a thing 
What an odd thing for the alternative news to say, huh? What alternative news is this guy even referring to? Probably the stuff that Donald Trump posts because he believes that Donald Trump is like his god emperor or whatever. I think Trump has posted links from Cat Turd. That, that's a Twitter account, a real Twitter account, really. I'm not joking. And it's a podcast. It's pro-Trump and all that junk. And uh, he, I think he's referred to the, I can't even call it a news website. What do I call it? The propaganda website, justthenews.com. It's not news at all. Oh, God, this is going to be my search history. And now I'm going to get Google ads for shit like this. Yeah, literally everything that you see here is a lie just about. Like, it's all built to create what they call FUD. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. They want to make you deeply, deeply afraid of everything. Let's see. I haven't even looked at any of the uh, like uh, the headlines here. Let's see what we got. Arizona lawmakers create committee to probe social media censorship at request of politicians. Five stories Joe Biden told about the family business that turned out to be untrue. Should Joe Manchin remain a Democrat or become an independent? COVID victims' families sue EcoHealth, alleging funding and releasing virus. Yeah, this whole thing, like everything about this website, this is alternative news, as Johnny Enlow is calling it. It's unglued from reality. There is basically nothing true on this entire website, but it's so fascinating to read sometimes. Oh, my God. It's crazy. It is just, it's, it's like a fever dream going through this stuff sometimes. It was fraudulent. It was stolen. So I say what and the alternative news is saying it was all fraudulent and stolen. So it's super trustworthy. Absolutely. It's in it's recycling in the news, uh, in the alternative news over and over. The election was fraudulent. It was stolen. It was fraudulent. It was stolen. Does that not tell you something like that's all you're hearing about? It was fraudulent and it was stolen. It was fraudulent. It was stolen. Really? Are you not connecting dots here? Is there anything that could pierce that bubble? So I say what? So we say we were wrong because they short term got away with a steal. Uh, I say, no, that, yeah. that that's not it. It's like people denied Jesus rose from the dead. Wow. OK, fascinating. That that little ditty right there was something to behold. So did he just compare Donald Trump to Jesus? That's not the first time I've heard him compare him to Jesus, by the way. I hear it constantly, okay? It's like nonstop with these people, with these QAnon or Nutter Butters. Seriously. What was that thing? Because they short-term got away with a steal. Uh, I say no. That No, okay, no. They didn't short-term get away with a steal. Donald Trump is really actually the president, and if you don't believe it, then it's your fault, just like people didn't believe Jesus came back from the dead. Please, Johnny, come back to reality with the rest of us. I am begging you. This is like, this is so ridiculous, dude. So uh, this, uh, this, this prophecy right here that I showed you earlier, this one from 2019 came back to bite him hard. And he had to address it eventually. Uh, this is the same program the Elijah list, it's just a different host, Kelsey O'Malley instead of Steve Schultz. Listen to him try to explain that prophecy. From heaven's standpoint, Trump is the number one government official on planet Earth. He is the president, not just of the United States. He is God's president 
for Earth at this time. He's the president, not of the United States, but the president of Earth. But his assignment, people like, when is he going to be there in this? The seat where Biden is, is is way less important than people know. At some point, yes. Right. So the presidency, we don't even care about that, right? Trump has things to do. He's communicating with alien species as the president of Earth and working with heaven to get the angels positioned where they need to be and everything. Why would Trump want to be the president of America anyway? It's a dumb job, right? He's going to, that seat will, uh, will be back officially where it's supposed to. I don't know the timing of it. Um, I had no idea of the full picture, the full range of everything that needed to be corrected and brought. Had no, I didn't know the picture or the full range of everything that had to be corrected. It's just embarrassing, bro. Come on, pull it back. Pull it. Come back to reality with the rest of us. I am begging you. And then brought into alignment with the kingdom of God. When I was getting the original prophetic words on it, all I, my initial stuff is the world will be known as before and after Trump when he comes in. And I was even looking at my prophetic word from four years ago. It's going to be an eight year operation for, for, for that to, for that to happen. And so when. No, I, you know, I think it's a little bit more than just a hinge of the ages thing. There was more to the prophecy. If I remember correctly, what was it you said again? I'm really not interested in your all's vote this time. I'm doing it. I usually give you all that option. This time I'm not. This is a rescue operation from heaven. Right. That That's it. That was the one. Couldn't remember for a second there. To happen. And so when we when we understand that there are people that are not just more powerful than the president of the United States, um, they're more pre they're more powerful than the United States is right now. And that's Donald Trump, I guess. God, dude, please get help. Everybody just wants you to get help. We're not upset with you, Johnny. OK, consider this an intervention. I I'm not upset. I want you to get the help you so desperately need. Okay, this guy believes that Michael Flynn is a member of QAnon. I mean, hell, this whole video was supposed to be about uh, all of the prophets, you know, not just Johnny Enlow. We got Nathan French. We've got, uh, what's his name? Uh, Hank Kuhneman. And we got Johnny Enlow. And we've got so many other prophets. Kenneth Copeland, even. But let's just zero in on Johnny Enlow for a second, shall we? He's a QAnoner. I don't know if you were aware of that or not. He believes in the QAnon claims. He believes in the storm and there's going to be a big blah, 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 all that other stuff. Right. And QAnon believes that Michael Flynn is somebody special. QAnon people believe that Michael Flynn is like the general of the white hat military or whatever other thing. It's just nonsense, dude. Well, the Elijah list is a Facebook page that's roughly give or take about the size of my main channel owen morgan about you know half a million subbies almost half a million subbies somewhere in there it's big enough to get somebody like michael flynn on the show that's how big it is that's how influential this show is the elijah list they got michael flynn on to talk to johnny enlow a QAnoner, a guy that believes that michael flynn is some special you know, has some role to play in the deep state and the white at military and all that other junk. 
and Michael Flynn laid it on the line for the guy, and he still can't give it up. Listen to this. This was all the way back from uh, late December 2022. You were essentially revealed to us by Q, trust the plan, patriots in control. It was over before it began. There was continued references to you. Who knows where the uh, the bodies are buried? Uh, and then... So he right now, Johnny Allen is quoting Q drops, as they call him. Air quotes coming back. Q drops. Things that Q, the Q poster or whatever, claimed about various different things. And Michael Flynn is extremely important in the Q drops. But the, 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 what, I, what I do hear from you is no one's coming to rescue you. If anything, I, I'd even written in my notes, if anything, a denial that there is Q and all. And I'm fine. We don't even I don't want you to. That's not the question. Uh, you can I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. Huh? Okay, so Johnny Enloe says, I, you, I understand you're going to deny this stuff, so fine. We're just, you know, I'm not. that's not the question. But he wants to move on. Flynn isn't going to let him. Flynn is going to address this directly and unequivocally. And by the way, just for the record, just a little point that I want to set straight here. It says General Michael Flynn. He's not a general. He went to prison for what was it wasn't treason but it was something very close to treason and was pardoned by donald trump he basically aided russia in their fight against the united states and undermined the authority of obama the authority of the u.s president and went to prison for it and then was pardoned by trump of course anyway that's neither here nor there just a little nitpick so he's not general he is just michael flynn keep listening here the question uh, you can I, I, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if we're live. Are we live? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're live. live. Yeah, we're live. Okay, so this is a message he wants everybody to hear. Well, I'm going to just tell you, I have, I have you know, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I know what this whole Q thing is. I think it's just just sheer nonsense. Okay, well, that's... It, do, that's... It, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I mean, I you know, you see all the... the the idiocy all over the internet and the so he's calling QAnon idiocy people that think that there's some white knight coming there's no white knight coming i understand you saying that but i can also show you if we went it down, down that right about 20 retruth things that president trump does the, those are called deltas in the QAnon world i don't want to get into it but they use it as proof that QAnon is real it's not at all not even close it's not even convincing where he validates uh, Q in some He doesn't validate anything. You know, Donald Trump, uh, let me tell you something about Donald Trump, okay? Donald Trump gets up sometime around 7 a.m. and he goes in there to his golden toilet and he sits on it until his legs turn numb. And if he's not re-truthing things, then he's reading the classified documents that were stored in his bathroom. Yes, they were stored in his bathroom. So he's going through a list of these different websites that he sees, one of which was Just the News. You remember that website I showed you earlier, that propaganda website? Donald Trump finds an article he likes and he retruths it, if you will. Re he retweets it on his platform. Of course, uh, this is what a delta is. QAnon, the Q account, tweets about something on, you know, Truth Social or whatever, and then shortly after, Donald Trump tweets about that thing. That's a delta. The amount of time between 
when QAnon tweeted about it and when Trump tweeted about it. It's like, you know, within minutes or whatever. And they use that as some kind of a piece of evidence that QAnon has some link to Donald Trump. It's just absurd. Absurd on every level. And Michael Flynn is calling it out to his face. And Johnny Enlow can't accept it. The dude is looking him in the eye and he's saying, this is idiocy. Don't believe this stuff. It's nonsense. And Johnny Enlow cannot give it up. This is like a year ago. And the guy can't give it up. Retruth things that President Trump does where he validates uh, Q in some way. So it's a- he did not validate Q. That That's just nonsense. It's Ask a- him about Q then. Yeah, the point is, Michael Flynn went directly to Johnny Enlow's face and said, this is idiocy. Move on with your life. There's no white knight coming. You need to fix policy or whatever if you want to fix policy. Dude can't give it up. You know why? He believes that God gave him the prophecy from on high. That's why. And and like I said, Enlow's not the only one. Kuhneman is in the mix. Nathan French is in the mix. Kenneth Copeland's in the mix. All these televangelists are out here making prophecies that fall flat. And what do they do? Pretend they were right all along, of course. Just absurd, man. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. This just blows me away that these people have the level of cognitive dissonance necessary to convince themselves, seemingly, that they're right on this point. Yeah, let me know what you think. Republican public figures, extremists, tend to use fear, uncertainty, and doubt, FUD, to get people whipped into emotional blood frenzies, and I don't believe in doing that. Every now and then, I have to talk about something that's really dark and sad. I have to. I have no choice because it's in the news cycle. It needs to be said. But I try to keep things lighthearted and funny, like Tenpenny saying all that stupid shit. You know, I can keep that funny and lighthearted with, you know, with the, the keys. Put spoons and forks all over them and they can... <laughs> Just... Anyway, I can keep this lighthearted for the most part. At the end, um, you know, I didn't... It, it kind of fell apart and I went into like... I, sometimes I try to really draw a vivid image for people. I really want to draw a picture so people fully... So you're... So you are there with me, you know? I have an idea in my head of what these people did and what they're guilty of. And I want that idea to be in your head, too. You know, so sometimes I have to draw out a story so that you are seeing the same kind of mental image that I'm seeing. And sometimes that mental image is kind of dark because these these people have done some absolutely horrific things. But I try to keep it lighthearted generally in in all of my stuff, because Fear, uncertainty, and doubt are what the Republican Party uses, not me. You know, a while back, there was a story about a guy named um, Rick Scarborough. Content warning, this has some strong language in it. If you're sensitive to that, then I would uh, click away real quick. But this is Rick Scarborough. I played this clip, I think, a while back, censored. I I had an opportunity to talk about Rick Scarborough again uh, recently, and I chose not to. Not because he doesn't deserve to be talked about. He absolutely does. He's a Christian nationalist extremist who hates gay people. I chose not to talk about him because other people are talking about him. And that lifts a little bit of the burden on me. I don't feel like I, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm doing a disservice by not talking about him. 
And I feel like I want to keep things lighthearted as much as I can because, you know, shit gets dark sometimes, right? But in the video I was going to do on Rick Scarborough, this was one of the clips that was going to be in it. Again, content warning. Just look around. Perverted teachers have infiltrated our public schools and are brainwashing our children with critical race theory, lies about America, filling their young minds with hatred for their country. I mean, of course, this is not happening. It's just fabricated nonsense. But okay. Teachers are also normalizing immoral and abnormal sex acts, sexualizing our children with pornographic materials. Simply false. These godless educrats who rule the Texas education system are teaching our children that what God has told us about morality and gender is all wrong. Our children are being groomed by homosexuals and the trans perverts to be recruited into their evil lifestyles. Yeah, I don't know what he's showing on screen here. This may not be appropriate for whatever, for anything. But the point is, some of this stuff is, I mean, it's all, it's all propagandistic nonsense. He's lying here. This is all lies. He's twisting it around and warping it into something that's completely unintelligible, right? But he's scaring the shit out of the people that are listening. Scaring the shit out of them. Now, I could do the same. I could scare the shit out of you guys. With some of the shit that I see on a daily basis, I could really take you through the ringer. I could I could scare the shit out of you if I wanted. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I want to keep it lighthearted and easy and fine, you know? I want to laugh at people while making people aware of what's going on simultaneously, you know? These children starting in pre-K are being taught that evil is good and good is evil. But if you're wondering about the books that he's showing on screen, the gay BCs, for example, this is actually for adults or for older children. It's not for like little kids. And it's basically to try to like if you have a gay son, you find out you got a gay son. The son will get it for his parent so that the parent can kind of go through it and understand like the language that they use and stuff like pansexual or bisexual or whatever other thing, you know, it's not intended for kids. I, some of these are I don't know what these others are, but I just looked this one up and that's actually what it is. So I bet anything that these others are completely fake too. PK are being taught that evil is good and good is evil. But they're not being taught how to read, write, or learn math proficiently. Right, yeah. Children, when coming out of school, don't know how to read, write, or do math in the United States, ever. Our literacy rate is, like, through the floor in the United States, right? Compared to, like, African countries. Compared to Nigeria or Chad. Oh, boy. Our literacy rate is just plummeting. It's through the floor, man. But apparently we have gay books that, that people can read. We teach kids to read gay books but we have to put pictures in them so that they can read them that's it that's what it is now wicked drag queens are being given access to perform for our children in public schools and libraries grooming them for pedophilia it is time to stop this madness See, this is what i'm saying man. i could scare the shit out of you guys with this stuff i don't want to do that i don't want to do that i mean this, some of this shit is so absurd and like horrific and disgusting that you know sometimes it's like it's really hard to watch i don't want you guys to feel that sometimes it's hard for me to watch i don't want i, I am the filter i don't want you guys to be faced with this kind of stuff that is completely unacceptable and unglued from reality 
certainly not unrebutted, right? Certainly not just out in the open with no pushback against it or anything. It is time to stop this madness. And I'm standing here to say I'm committed to lead the way. I'm pledging to you that with God's help, I will end this demonic assault on our school children in Texas. So anyway, that was just one of the videos. Like I said, content warning on that one. I had an opportunity a couple of weeks ago to talk about Rick Scarborough, and this is one of the videos that I was going to talk about. There, there are a bunch of really, really whacked out videos from that guy. I mean, that dude will say anything. Again, I could scare the shit out of you. That's not how I do things. I don't believe in that. I think it's an evil way of accomplishing a goal. If you can't do things honestly, you shouldn't do them, you know? So anyway, I, th I generally try to keep things lighthearted. That's the point here. I don't want to scare you guys. I just want you to be aware of what's happening and try to keep it lighthearted. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelist and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere, and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.